0: Welcome to the Revolutionary CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Lynch, Paris lover, devoted boy mom, and typical Capricorn who is an Enneagram 8 and overachiever. After launching my business during COVID, it grew faster than I anticipated and quickly turned into all the things I hated about toxic corporate overwork culture. Now I'm restructuring it to prioritize the lifestyle I desire and break free from overworking without compromising my income. Join me every Wednesday as I give you the inside scoop on how to balance business, work, motherhood, self-care. And mental health. I'll share my raw thoughts on entrepreneurship, the reality behind the scenes of building a successful online business, and how business women in pop culture imitate real life. And as your marketing coach, I'll also be sharing my experiences with contractors and clients, having a team, as well as personal and business branding, practical business and marketing advice, strategies, and tips. Let's get into it. episode of the podcast. So today I have to talk about how (laughs) much of a nightmare it turned out to be for me to hire a team. And I know everyone tells you to hire a team because that is going to save you time to do more of what you need to do, you know, working on the business instead of working in the business. But I can tell you right now that, I have never been more stressed than I had been during the time where I had a big team. And so I am going to give you every bit of the tea on how that all went down, but also give you five of the mistakes that I want to help you to avoid in case you decide that you want to hire a big team. And I also want to help you to rethink about whether or not you even need that big team. So uh, let's dive in. So first of all, let's talk about why I hired my team in the first place. And I hired about, um, I would say five or six people, maybe a little bit more um, as I start to go down the list of people that I hired. But off the top of my head, I feel like I hired about six people or so over the course of a few months. And this was at the beginning of 2022. Te- technically, I hired my first person at the end of 2021 in December, but I hired a lot of people very quickly and spent a lot of money. Uh, all in all, I spent about $80,000 on outsourcing things to a team. So it was a huge investment that at the time I thought was going to help me to get to that next level of business where you're scaling. <laughs> so, um, first of all, my business got super duper busy coming into 2022. I had been selling. If you listen to the last episode or my intro episode, I talked about how my business was booming. Like I started selling more and getting more comfortable with that at the end of 2021. And so coming into 2022, I was booked up. I had VIP days booked for the whole quarter. That happened pretty much in January, right when I started launching. I booked out for the entire quarter. Then I opened up more spots and booked those out too. Uh, I still had some of my residual um, mentorship clients And I also still had revolutionary brand cohorts going on because I had just launched again. So your girl was booked and busy. And they say, when you're booked and busy, you know, you don't have more time, you hire a team. So in December of 2021, I hired a person to help me to do engagement on my account. That person was supposed to do engagement on Instagram and to help me generate leads. And then I would close those leads. I felt like She was a huge part of me getting a lot of the great leads that I had for like VIP days and getting people into revolutionary brand because she was engaging with people on my behalf. I never have had an engagement strategy on Instagram. It was very natural and organic if I wanted to talk to you, which you clearly know I do because I talk to a lot of you. I would talk to people. Otherwise, I didn't spend time like, let me spend 20 minutes a day, every hour on the hour engaging with five accounts on this account and then go into the, nope, didn't do any of that. Didn't have a strategy for engagement. So I did hire someone to do that. I then hired someone to repurpose my content. One of the things I have always known is that you should have a lot of content. And if you have a lot of content, it should be extremely easy for you to repurpose that content instead of always creating new content. It's why I have the kind of content strategies that I teach because I know you can break those down into micro pieces of content and you would always have the best things to talk about and to be able to continue to generate leads from them. And so I hired a person to repurpose. The person's job was to repurpose a lot of my content to help me to get sales for my shop. So she was gonna be doing blogs, emails and uh, social media content that I was gonna just be able to take and repurpose into my feed. I also ended up hiring someone to manage my email marketing. So I'm already up to three people. Someone was gonna be managing my email marketing. I needed to do a lot of email marketing and also I needed a subcontractor for my VIP days because I added email to my VIP days. I hired a business coach. I needed a leadership coach because I had been struggling being a uh, a boss for my mom. My mom had been working for me at that point for a year in March of 2022. And so I really needed someone to help me to be a better leader and to train better and to also manage all these people that I was starting to hire. I hired my OBM in February. And so that was now a fifth person because I said my coach. So I had the coach. I had the social media engagement person. I had the email person and I had the repurpose person. Then I hired someone to do Pinterest for me. So that's a fifth person. So I told you I was going to have a lot of people at a Pinterest group that was managing my Pinterest for me. And at some point I had an ads person. So that's a sixth person. I didn't have that person very long because I really wasn't ready for that step. I hired all of those different people all in the span of like three to four months. And the reason I hired them It's because I didn't have time. Like I had a Pinterest account that I was doing really well on, but then I didn't feel like keeping up with it. And so I wanted someone else to do that for me. I was even thinking about hiring a social media manager and I was like, I can't keep hiring all these people. (laughs) So that would have been a seventh person. Anyway, Pinterest I knew would be important for me to have passive people coming in traffic going to my website. Because again, I was trying to make my shop get off the ground. That's also why I hired the repurposing person. I had a separate Instagram account For the shop and I knew that I wouldn't be able to manage the content strategy for that as well as managing my main account, which is how I was getting my high ticket and premium business so. I was hiring all these people to take off the load. And this is what everyone tells you, right? All the coaches on the internet, on the online spaces, like outsource the things that you don't like. Make sure you outsource the things that are taking up too much of your time. So I thought about all the things that I felt were important for my business to generate leads, to get these sales. And I started outsourcing those things. I can tell you right now, I went about this all wrong because I had just started making $30,000 a month in my business or averaging that I wasn't making it every single month some month one month would be like 25,000 the next one would be 38,000 Then the month after that would be 27,000 but then the one after that would be 39,000 it was just up and down what I did though was as soon as I was making all that money, y'all, that money was flying out the door because I also increased my salary. I started paying myself $10,000 a month. And before for the past, at that point, for the past two years, I had only been paying myself $5,000 a month. So I immediately doubled it. I had all these goals. I'll talk about that in a different episode, but I had all these personal financial goals that I had. Oh, that's the other person. I did hire a seventh person. I hired a personal finance coach. (laughs) Y'all, I was losing it. Okay, how I found all the people, typically they would either be recommendations from other people or I was doing research on Instagram, looking at people's testimonials, their website, their work, their body of work, and then having calls with them and then booking them. Okay, so I wanna try to keep these episodes shorter. So I'm gonna literally dive right into the five mistakes. The first mistake that I made was hiring for individual things rather than hiring for departments. You see, you have to, we, not you, because this was my mess up, right? We have to realize that we are running real businesses and a real business would actually hire departments. And typically they hire someone that's at the top of the department and then that department head would eventually be responsible for hiring people underneath them to take over more of the day-to-day. But at the end of the day, the CEO's job is to hire the rest of the people that's going to help run the company. And the major departments within a business or an organization is going to be operations. That's why there's a COO, Chief Operating Officer. There's the financial department, your CFO, oh, and I had an eighth person because I always have my CFO. I had the same CFO at this point um, since 2020. Anyway, uh, you have to have a CFO. So that's chief financial officer. You have your marketing person. That's the chief marketing officer, CMO. Then you also have someone who is the CEO. That would be you. So now there's four major departments already. Your CEO is your visionary and thinking about all the things for your business. There's someone that should be in charge of customer service, customer experience, if you're a customer facing or customer operating business, which we all are. And so... Those are the main, and then sales. There's usually a, a person who's over the sales department. So those are typically the major departments within a company. And then they hire little people within their departments. This is what I made the mistake of not doing. For some reason, my approach was to put out the individual fires, not make departments so that I didn't have these individual fires to put out. I literally thought, oh, I'm tired of Pinterest. Let me hire a Pinterest person. It was very, very, very foolish. If I were to be able to go back in time, I would have thought about my departments that I needed. I did have my major departments, though. So I am the CEO and the CMO, which technically I can do that. A lot of you are the CMO when you shouldn't be, and you don't want to be or you don't have the training right now to properly be the CMO that you definitely have to be. But I do have that background. So I was a CEO, CMO. I hired my operations person. I did have my COO. And I've always had a CFO. So I was doing really well as far as thinking, oh, I should hire these things. I didn't really think about the fact that one of the reasons why I kept wanting to hire individual marketing people is because I can't be the CMO And the CEO all the time and part of where my business is and yours is too is that we really need to be the visionaries for the company it's very difficult to be a great visionary and a great CMO and we're also usually the chief sales officers at this point or revenue officers so a lot of the times I don't think we realize that we are wearing a lot of hats in our businesses and We cannot successfully do that all the time it's why they tell you to outsource things, but they don't tell you how to approach the outsourcing they don't really tell you the thought process that you need to go through when you're making these decisions to hire, because if they had. If I had ever heard, before you start hiring all these individual depart, or individual tasks, think about the departments you need help with and how to think even to prioritize those things. My second mistake is not having clear expectations, goals, and success markers in place for these people that I was hiring. So here's what I thought, and this shouldn't be a mistake, and I'm already trying not to laugh because... Tell me if I'm wrong. Is it wrong that I believe that if I'm hiring you for a very specific job that you say is your expertise and that's all your company does, shouldn't I assume that you know what the hell you're doing and I shouldn't have to help you with your job? That doesn't mean that it's not my job to come with a strategy because that's another mistake y'all be making. Y'all hire these contractors and service providers whose jobs is just execution and implementation, but not strategy. A strategist is different from a service provider. Strategists, consultants, those people are different as well as different from service providers. And a lot of y'all are hiring service providers and expecting them to come up with all of the strategy that is in your business and you should have come up with in the first place. And the problem is it's because a lot of you have not figured out where the visionary part of you should start because That is where you're supposed to come up with all of these big term goals and the strategy behind your company. Then you have the people on the team within the department who specializes in those areas, and then they execute that strategy to make it happen. And so I did not have clear expectations, goals, and success markers in place because I kind of expected those people to come to me and tell me what that would be. I said, hey, I'm launching something. I need to get clients. My assumption is if if your job is a marketing task that's meant for lead generation, i.e., you're my email person, then I'm expecting to be able to trace back conversions to my emails. And I was able to do that, by the way, with the email person. However, <laughs> where I failed a lot of the times wasn't necessarily the goals. It was usually the expectations. I started catching between my Pinterest team. What a nightmare. And my email person, I started catching all of these different mistakes. And I kept thinking, this is this person's only job. So I had the Pinterest people and the Pinterest people. I'm noticing that the links, like the Pinterest pin would say one thing, but the link would send them to some other product or some other page that had nothing to do with what the thing was about. They kept saying my name wrong. Instead of calling me Letitia, they were calling my first name Atelier. And I'm like, it would be like with Coach Atelier, Letitia. And I'm like, nope, with Coach Letitia, because my name is Letitia. And I had already corrected them before they got started. So to find pins, and if you know how Pinterest works, people usually create pins and then put them on a bunch of different boards. And then they have it scheduled in something like Tailwind, which just duplicates that and it puts them on board after board after board, week after week after week. So there were literally dozens of pins that were wrong i still found some to this day that pissed me off because i was paying these people for months and the vanity metrics is what we would go over with they would give me like my little reports at the end of the month or for the next month and i would be like oh wow look at how many people are visiting but then my outbound clicks weren't happening and the thing about marketing people and i'm a marketing person so i could talk shit about us is that we know it actually takes a little while for things to pop off so we can tell you that like, Hey, don't think that I'm going to send two emails and all of a sudden you make a million dollars. Now email is a little bit different, but our SEO people. So Pinterest people, YouTube people, um, TikTok people, anyone who's dealing with SEO blog experts, we're all going to tell you, they're all going to tell you, hey, it takes a while for SEO to kick in. Six months sometimes, three to six months. So don't expect ads people. So we're like, don't expect these results to happen overnight. And you start to trust them and assume, okay, in a quarter, I should see it. So then you're paying them for three months, not seeing the kind of results that you expected. And when those three months are over and you still don't see those results, you're pissed off. That's how that happens. So not having clear expectations of, if this doesn't happen by this timeline, this is a success marker, what are my expectations for you to fix this issue? And how much longer am I going to put up with that before I let you go? Here are my business goals. I need to be able to have success markers that track how exactly you are helping me to get to those goals. And I didn't do that. And you know how I said I was doing, I should have let them go soon sooner, not firing them sooner is a third mistake that I made. I knew that the email person was dropping the ball. She kept, first of all, she needed to talk to me all the time. And at first it was cool because I liked her. I did. I liked her at the end of the day. I still like her. So I liked her. So I enjoyed talking with her. We would box her all the time and she would ask me a bunch of questions and she did write my emails and they sounded just like me. Like the people who were reading my emails were like, I didn't know you weren't writing your emails. I'm like, I haven't been writing my emails for months. That was pretty cool what wasn't cool is that i realized this was taking up a lot of my time and if i was going to keep talking to her why wasn't i just typing the emails and that wasn't really the only thing i also started noticing that i'm like hey are you tagging people like no i'm sending it to this whole list i'm like no there should be segmentation and tagging and all these things and i felt like i had to keep in like telling her her job. And then she wasn't turning some stuff in on time when she was subcontracting. And I realized she was overwhelmed. Because at the end of the day, we're all just people, right? And so you have to think, is the scale of work that you're giving to these service providers beyond the scope that they can realistically handle? And are they great at communicating that? Culturally, I don't think that she was comfortable communicating that she couldn't do something she didn't want to disappoint. And eventually she told me, like, when I let her go, we had a great conversation. And she said, I just didn't want to disappoint you. And I said, I get that. It sucks that you didn't feel like you could step up and just talk about it, because it's costing me. It started costing me in my opinion my reputation my clients were still like no 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 i know it's not you i know it's this person but i am known for giving excellent quality so it was making me feel bad it was stressing me out and it was giving my clients a less than stellar client experience and i wasn't comfortable with that it made me very unhappy and it made me resent my business honestly a fourth mistake that i want you to avoid is hiring too fast and too much at the same time. It's really hard to get a true assessment of how well your investments are going if you're making a bunch at the same time. Gotta look at it like experiments, right? A science experiment. When you're doing science experiments, there's always a control. There's the control because you need to have a starting place that you know for certain is there and then change one thing at a time in each individual experiment so if i wanted to see which colors i mixed would make the color purple i wouldn't mix red yellow green blue all at the same time i would have My blue would be my constant color and that would be my control. And then I would do one would be red, one would be yellow, one would be green, one would be whatever. And then each experiment would add one thing to blue, which was my constant. I didn't do that. I didn't have a constant and then add one thing at a time and see what happened. Because had I done that, I might have saw that I didn't need to hire all these people and I just didn't do that. Hiring too fast and too much at the same time. I hired all these people back to back to back. So because I was still making a lot of money at this time, I didn't notice how fast I was depleting my cash reserves. And so when I started struggling to keep up with the uh, the capacity and then also hating it and started getting rid of things, I was still spending all that money on those people that I hadn't fired yet. It spirals and it spirals really easily. Lastly, my fifth mistake and the final mistake I wanna share with you is not having trainings and like department and business guidelines in place. One thing I did have was SOPs, standard operating processes. And then as I told you, I got an OBM, an an online business manager. She also came in and did even more SOPs. So my business had all of the major things that were being done in operations documented and a process was in place for those things. However... I didn't have a place where the people that I had coming onto my team could come and learn about my business and how I operate as a leader and how to communicate with me. Like there was no, you know, like when you started a new company, you have like an onboarding week and they tell you about the company and you watch all these different trainings. I literally had my mom start with me and then boom, I just trained her on her department and her job. I had an OBM come on and I just had a meeting with her and told her what I wanted. And then we just kind of fell into a processes and meetings. I never had things in place for each individual department so that that person knew what my goal was for that department and then what my overall business goals were and how their department's goals led and fed into my overall business goals. To this day, I still don't have that. And as I'm saying this in this episode, I'm thinking about how I need to do that. It sucks because I don't have an HR background and I didn't join some HR or hiring program because we literally would be in programs 24 seven if we joined a program every time we were messing up somewhere. This episode is brought to you by Revolutionary Society. Revolutionary Society is not another membership throwing resource at you every single month that you won't use. It's a place to get the necessary continuing education you need to learn the different parts of running and growing a business that are crucial to growth and scaling so you can manage it on your own or properly delegate it to your team and manage expectations around how it gets done. Don't join another coaching program every single time you want to learn something new. That gets expensive. Instead, join a community where diverse, focused topics come to you for only $2.97 a quarter. Learn more at RevolutionarySociety.com. But it's the fact that I thought it was okay to hire an entire team without having some education in the format of how do you manage or run a team. And yes, I did hire the leadership coach, but I felt like at that point it was too late. And even when she came on, she's like, Wow, you hired all these people and you increased your salary that much? And I'm like, Yeah. She was like, Oh, okay. I was like, ah, I messed up. So at the end of the day, my experience was stressful, but it was it was my own doing. I made it stressful. I made it so. And I do regret how I went about hiring my entire team. And I regret making a lot of those choices. My favorite people that I hired was my coach and my OBM by far. My mom already worked for me. So don't you think I'm shading my mom? She already worked there. But I mean, my new hires and the person who was doing my engagement, she was amazing. The person who was repurposing my stuff was actually amazing, too. So don't get me wrong. Um, she was actually amazing. When I hired her, I wasn't ready for her. So I would hire her and get I actually planned to hire her again in the future. And I would keep that engagement person if I still had a goal to secure people for my, um, like, group program or coaching or anything like that, if I was doing that type of work, I would want that person because I feel like she did actually do an amazing job and I could track that back to sale. And she didn't take up a lot of my time. So what am I hiring for in the future? I think now that I'm thinking about departments and what I need the most help with, my operations are stellar because I did have the perfect operations person. My finances are still a struggle for me because I now need coaching with that. So I have leaned into hiring a CFO who is also going to give me some education. Um, I noticed that that was a big struggle for me. But yeah, operations are stellar. Finances, I know how to make money. So as long as I learn how to keep it, I will be in a better position and operate with it. And I know marketing really well, but. I don't believe that I have to do my marketing because I actually have enough content that if someone came in and had the expertise of, I told them the strategy for my business and I gave them all of my best content, they could repurpose for years and I would never have to make anything new. So I actually don't believe that I need to be my CMO anymore. I think I need to be the visionary and that's where I am not able to really sit with my time and do. All in all, I want you to know that it is great to hire for the things that you know you need to hit the goals that you have. And in the next episode, I'm actually going to share how I ended up restructuring my business and getting to a point where I didn't need the team, but I also was able to make the kind of income that I need. Because I think it's really hard to think like, man, maybe if you got to the point where you think you do want to start to hire this team, well, what are you hiring them for? Where are you going in your business? I think we really need to think through that stuff before we start paying a bunch of other people just because we don't feel like doing things. Don't make the mistakes that I made. (laughs) Take your time. Watch your money watch what these people are doing and be able to set those clear expectations and have things in place so that when they come on, they can be successful and you can be satisfied. Something that I realized is I need to make sure that I literally, not just telling you in this podcast episode about how I wish you didn't make any of these mistakes, but also literally teaching the people who are in my community how to avoid them. So in the membership in December of 2023 We have a guest expert coming on to help people with figuring out who they want to hire on their team. So that's one of the first um, ways I want to help. And then in uh, the new year, in 2024, I already have plans to have someone coming in to talk about how to manage that team. My coach will definitely be a guest at some point. Uh, She doesn't know this, but I'm going to ask her to come in and talk about leadership. But I'm going to have a few experts coming in to talk about the Things because it was such a big struggle for me, and I want to make sure that no one has this happening ever, ever to them because it was very, very frustrating for me. So, if you're interested in the membership, I promise that the link will be in the show notes because uh, I think you won't want to miss this. If you know that you have goals to continue to expand your business without expanding your time, then you are going to eventually have to outsource some things. I just want you to do it and go about it the right way. If you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, subscribe to the Revolutionary CEO podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform and leave a review to let me know the moments you enjoyed the most. For insights, tips, and conversations, connect with me on Instagram, YouTube, or TikTok. I'm always at Her Marketing Coach. Together, let's continue empowering ambitious and driven women in business. Talk to you next week.